Hello and welcome back to West Bank Bible Church Podcast. Dave and Pastor Merritt here with you again. Today we'll be looking at lesson number 24 in the book of Daniel. But before we begin, as is our custom, let's remember 1 John 1, nine as may or may not be necessary. Thank you, Father, for the the privilege of being graced out. First John one nine. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us, not from the one you name to Him, but for all sin, even the ones you make while we are teaching. So uh, that's what I call being graced out. Again, the verse, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And the word for confess there is hama legeo. And it simply means to name or to cite Again, as the Holy Spirit may show. Now you're equipped to learn. So thank you, Father, for the grace provisions. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you're following along in the outline, we will be at near the top of page 3 of lesson number 24 in Daniel. And starting at point nine, let me at this point summarize much of what we much of which we have previously taught regarding the amazing visions of Daniel, and that's verse twenty-four through twenty-seven in chapter nine. Point one: four hundred and ninety years are given Israel from the four forty-five BC command until the second advent. Verse twenty-four details this prophecy. The four hundred and ninety years are cut out for Israel Israel in order so that they can, to finish the transgression, to put an end to sin, to atone for wickedness, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up all visions and prophecy, and to establish the most holy, which is the temple. 483 years from 445 B.C. until the first Palm Sunday we have seen fulfilled. Verse 25 speaks of this fulfilled prophecy. In the NIV, know and understand this. From the issuing of the decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the anointed one, the ruler, comes, there will be seven years. I'm sorry, there will be seven sevens, which is 49 years, and 62 sevens, 434 years. The Hebrew is written seven sevens, 49, and 62 sevens, 434, because it will take 49 years to complete the work of rebuilding the temple. Until that work is completed, there could be no entrance of the Messiah as the offered Christ. The fulfillment the world has seen, its history, let me quote from our doctrine of Palm Sunday, I think this would rather complicated prophecy needs to become a second nature to the serious student of the word of God. 
Therefore, I've taken the liberty of using some repetition. Jerry, talk about it. Expanded translation. Beginning Daniel 9.24, reading all the way through verse 26. Daniel, I have heard your prayer. I want you to understand that from the commandment to rebuild the city of Jerusalem, which will occur only once, and that on the first of Nisan, B.C. 445, from that day until the Messiah arrives in Jerusalem on the first Palm Sunday, shall be 483 years to that day. The streets of Jerusalem and its inner and outer walls shall be restored, even in dangerous times. Nehemiah and his people will work on the city walls with a trowel in one hand and a word in the other, excuse me, and a sword in the other. In other words, they'll be ready for battle. They can stop their building and repairing and use the assault weapons if necessary. Now, after verse 20, we're going to verse 26 now. After the 49 years it will take to complete Nehemiah's construction work, will be another 434 years, and after which, 49 plus 434 equals 483, the Messiah will be crucified, but not on behalf of himself, but rather as a substitute for the sins of the world. These scriptures represent a remarkable prophecy for both Israel and the church. They tell us that the day Jesus would enter Jerusalem to offer his kingdom to Israel would be 173,880 days or 483 years after the command to rebuild the city, thus becoming the first Palm Sunday. In hindsight, then, we can see the prophecy was fulfilled to the letter. What then was the length of the period intervening between the issuing of the decree to rebuild Jerusalem and the public advent of Messiah the Prince? That is to say, between the 14th of March 445 B.C. and the 6th of April 32 A.D. The entrance, excuse me, the interval contained exactly and to the very day 173,800 days, the first 69 weeks of Gabriel's prophecy to Daniel. 
The best work in this regard has been done by Sir Robert Anderson, who arrives at his figures as follows. The first Nissan of the 20th year of Artaxerxes was 14 March 445 B.C., when the edict to rebuild the city of Jerusalem was promulgated. The Sunday before the Passover, in the first Passion Week, was the 10th of Nisan, which was our April 6, 32 A.D., the day of Christ's entrance into Jerusalem. The intervening period was 476 years and 24 days, the days being reckoned inclusively as required by the language of the prophecy. Okay, now a little summary. Roman calendar, 476 times 365 equals 173,740. March 14th to April 6th, both inclusive, provides you 24 days. Add for leap years, 116. Total days, 173,880. All right. Compare 69 weeks of prophetic years. 69 times 7 times 360 Jewish calendar days is equal to 173,880 and therefore a resounding miracle. Anderson shows us that the 69 weeks began with the decree to rebuild Jerusalem and terminated at the triumphant entry into Jerusalem on the Sunday of the week of the Lord's death. Not only did Daniel learn when Christ would offer his kingdom, but much more was provided. And this introduces us to Daniel 9, 24 through 27, and what is known as Daniel's 70th week. I provided a chart entitled the 70 weeks of Daniel. We have first the command to rebuild Jerusalem. March 14th, 445 B.C. A decree of Artaxerxes Longamanus and that's 69 times 70 times 360 gives you your 173,880 days. When on April the 6th, 
32 AD, the Messiah King, the Lord Jesus, arrives and he has a triumphant entry. And several people show up, not a crowd like we might expect when the Messiah shows up to begin what we would later name as Palm Sunday. But uh, it's a time when a prophecy of Daniel's Elsewhere says, if these people had not shown up, actually the Lord Jesus said it, but he's quoting from Daniel. If these people had not shown up and thrown their palms down in front of Jesus riding on the back of a young as we'd say, jackass. And uh, he then, you remember the miracle, Jesus told him, go into the city and you'll find a man who will say, sure, take this little young donkey. And they took him and uh, they lifted Jesus up and put him on the back of the donkey, just as the scripture had promised. And that is your triumphant entry to begin what we call Palm Sunday. And it's going to last. There's going to be an inter, an, an unknown, unnumbered interval uh, until the rapture of the church because we don't know when the rapture will occur. We just know it will occur. All right, and then there's a 70th week after the rapture, and uh, that week is seven years, and that's the, what we like to call the, the uh, time of the tribulation. And it will end with the second advent of the Lord Jesus after a number of things take place. All right, now let's kind of pause for a minute, David, and, and see what we can summarize in the way of an expanded translation of Daniel 24 through... 27, and that will help us understand better. And then we'll go to the master himself, Lewis Berry Chaper, who will make a great explanation that many people would love to know and to read and thus be astounded by the accuracy of something which, uh, well, it's greater than remarkable. Do you want to do that, David? Okay.
We're back in the middle of page 5, expanded translation, Daniel 9, 24 through 27. Daniel, I have heard your prayer. 490 years have been allotted for your people. I have not forgotten my beloved Israel. It is within this 490-year period that I will anoint the temple, make an end of sins, bring in everlasting righteousness, and fulfill the messianic promise by establishing the Messiah as Israel's king. If you want to understand that from the commandment to rebuild the city of Jerusalem, which will occur only once, and that on the 1st of Nisan, 445 B.C., from that day until the Messiah arrives in Jerusalem on the first Palm Sunday shall be 483 years to the day. The streets of Jerusalem and its inner and outer walls shall be restored, even in dangerous times. Nehemiah and his people will work on the city walls with a trowel in one hand and a sword in the other. After the 49 years it will take to complete Nehemiah's construction work, will be another 434 years. <coughs> Excuse me. After which, 49 plus 434 equals 483. The Messiah will be crucified, but not on behalf of himself, but rather as a substitute for the sins of the world. Later, the Romans, as a precursor of the Antichrist, will come to destroy the city and the temple. The traumatic destruction in AD 70 is but a representation of of what the future would hold for Israel. The destruction of the temple and the city by Titus in A.D. 70 will begin an uncertain time gap in the 490 years. Many will later style it the church age. After the removal of the church from the planet, the seven years owning will begin. Owing will begin. It is then that the Antichrist will arrive and make a treaty with Israel guaranteeing freedom to worship Jehovah God in a restored temple. Be aware, however, that in the middle of that seven-year period, the Antichrist will break that treaty and all temple worship will cease. To help us understand the meaning of Daniel 9:24 through 27, I'll quote from volume four of Lewis Sperry Chafer's Systemic Theology. Again, the interpretation is angelic and therefore not subject to question. From a reading of Jeremiah written at the time of the captivity, Daniel learned that Jehovah would accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. From Daniel 9.2 and Jeremiah 25.11 and 12. The desolation, then in effect, because of the captivity, which 70 years were about accomplished. He turned to specific prayer. While he was thus in prayer, the angel Gabriel appeared with information which constitutes the vision of the ninth chapter. The words are, like all plain prediction, to be taken in their natural meaning. Just as Daniel himself accepted Jeremiah's prophecy of 70 years, as 70 actual years, the translation of the Hebrew term weeks is misleading. In this instance, history provides the interpretation, and as we will, will be seen, these are years rather than weeks. 
70 years of captivity had been predicted and accomplished for the captors. The angel asserts that, beginning with this release, a new prophetic period begins, which is 77 of years, or 490 in all. In this time of prophecy concerning Israel, it is to be fulfilled, even to the finishing of Israel's transgression and the anointing of the Most Holy. This prediction reads, Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Daniel 9.24, the period of 490 years, it is dividing into three subdivisions, namely, one, from the edict, two, to the restoration and rebuilding of Jerusalem, which is said to be seven sevens, or 49 years. Two, a period of 62 weeks, or 434 years, which is marked with respect to its end by the cutting off of Messiah or the crucifixion of Christ. And three, a period of one week, or seven years, which must follow the crucifixion. In that eventual, eventful seven years, all that remains to be fulfilled of the 490 years, both on concerns, the end of Gentile times, and the bringing of the Israel's blessing must be fulfilled. Israel's transgression will then be finished. An end of sin secured. Reconciliation by the death of Christ will have been brought in. All vision and prediction will be sealed by fulfillment and the holiest anointed. A few minutes back, I misstated a word when I said I was going to quote from Lewis Perry Schaeffer's, and I said systemic theology, and it's systematic theology. Hopefully y'all knew better than what I was saying. I bet he'll forgive you, David. <laughs> All right, continuing on, the last period of seven years is properly termed Daniel's 70th week and is yet unfulfilled and recognizing the point in time when this seven year period so momentous in itself will become history it is necessary to observe again the unrelated character of the church age which as an intercalation is thrust between the death of Christ and the departure of the church from the earth the time feature is stated in Daniel Chapter 9, verse 25 and 26. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to rebuild Jerusalem until the Messiah, the Prince, shall be seventy or shall be seven weeks. But let, we were talking about this earlier. When they say seven weeks, what do they really mean, Jerry? Seventy Shabuah. Seventy Shabuah. And, and what is seventy Shabuah? As translated. That's translated. Okay. <laughs> and, and continuing, the Messiah, the Prince, shall be seven weeks, and threescore and two weeks. The street shall be built again, and the wall, even in troublous times. You hear that thunderstorm out there? We're finally getting some rain. Don't say that very often that we're looking for rain, but this time of the year, we are looking more, for rain. More work for you, David. <laughs> Get some more of those limbs down so I can... 
get Pastor Merritt out there chunking those sticks oh, into, yeah, the, into the yeah. chipper. And after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. The period of 490 years is distinctive in the divine measurements. The 490 years that were to follow the captivity are of a different character. And this time, Jerusalem was to be rebuilt. The Messiah cut off in sacrifice. The city and sanctuary were to be destroyed, as they were in 70 A.D. And the prince's people should do this work of destruction, the Romans. The prince himself does not appear until after the experience defined as the end thereof shall be with an overflow, and unto the end war, desolation determined, which evidently refers to the present age and may be considered the nearest any prophet of old ever came to anticipation of this age. It is then, at the end, that the prince himself shall come, and his wickedness is seen in the fact that, having made a covenant with Israel for these eventful seven years, he breaks the covenant when half accomplished, or at the end of three and a half years. Pastor Merritt, what you got for us? These scriptures represent a remarkable prophecy for both Israel and the church. They tell us, and I'll summarize, that God owes Israel seven years, which is the seven years of the tribulation. That the date Jesus would enter Jerusalem to offer his kingdom to Israel would be 173,880 days or 483 years after the command to rebuild the city. The first Palm Sunday. In hindsight then, we can see the prophecy was fulfilled to the letter. What of the missing seven years? Again, compare 69 weeks of prophetic years, 69 times 7 times 360 is equal to 173,880 days and therefore a resounding miracle. There is, however, seven years still owing Israel. 490, which was prophesied it would take, minus 483 equals seven. The missing seven years is mentioned in Daniel 9.27, where the Antichrist is said to make a treaty with Israel at the beginning of the tribulation and a tenuous peace ensues. Then in the middle of the tribulation, the Antichrist breaks the treaty and sets up what is called the abomination of the desolation in the temple the sign for the believing Jews to head for the hills 
literally the hills southwest of the Holy Land. All right, now let's go to the New International Version in Daniel 9.27. He will confirm a covenant with many for one seven or one seven year period. In the middle of the seven, he will put an end to sacrifice and offering. And on a wing of the temple, he will set up an abomination that causes desolation until the end that is decreed is poured out on him. This abomination, the event itself, is mentioned by our Lord in Matthew 24, verses 15 through 16. Let me read those two verses. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, Whoso readeth, let him understand, says the KJV. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. And we've got a dispensation chart. You could call it a primitive dispensation chart, which reflects the tribulation period of seven years and the millennium which begins with the second advent of Jesus called the Kingdom Age. And you will note the tribulation is divided into two, seven, well, two, three and a half year periods. The total seven year tribulation. Many have called it Satan's failed utility. Because when the rapture occurs and Satan begins to rule, he wants to make perfection and thus herald himself as the King of kings and Lord of lords, but there's only one, and that will be the Lord Jesus Christ at the second advent. We have chosen to call the last three and a half years the Great Tribulation. It begins after the first three and a half years where we have Satan's expulsion from heaven. And then all Billy Heck breaks loose. For those last three and a half years, which will conclude the seven years of the tribulation period, the Lord Jesus Christ will return to save his people. And thus, the scriptures covering that, we studied earlier under the doctrine of the revelation. And the millennium will end with the great white throne 
the GW, the great white throne, when all unbelievers will be brought out of a temporary place of punishment and stand before the Lord Jesus Christ. And of course we have on our website a doctrine of the great white throne. Jesus sits on the throne and all unbelievers appear before him and they bring with them I like to say a great big sack of human good and they brag what they have done for all mankind and the Lord Jesus Christ will say that's not good enough it takes faith alone in Christ alone for salvation so go into, into permanent punishment that's going to take a long time David going to be a minute because the people will bring so many good things that they think were justifying them mm -hmm. and there are no nothing that will take the place of Christ's death on the cross so much for the chart you've got it now for your own reference of what will occur now I would emphasize we won't be there because we will be raptured that begins this chart rapture of the church where we meet the Lord in the air and all of the believers who brought back with the Lord Jesus Christ from heaven. I don't know whether I want to come back with him or not, but again, if you're up there, I'm in. You won't have a <laughs> you won't have a choice. You're coming, mm -hmm. and you're going to sit and watch the judgment. I think that's probably a good place to stop today. Uh, we're going to stop right there about the middle of page 8 on lesson number 24 and we'll pick it up next week. As usual, thanks for being here. Look forward to seeing you again next week. Pastor Merritt, could you close us with a prayer? Father, we're grateful that we're going to be raptured and we're going to be with the Lord Jesus and all those who have preceded us in heaven. We have done nothing to deserve it, but we get it anyway. The seven-year tribulation is uniquely Jewish, and therefore the Jewish calendar is germane. Seventy Shabuah, not 70 years, not 490 years, but 70 Shabuah. And that's what we have just explained. Father, we are grateful for all that you've done for us. Particularly dying on the cross that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. 
All right, David. Close us out. I can't say it any better than the scripture. So until next time, so long.